Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're back in San Diego, California today with my good friend, David Kelly. His website is dmkthanks.org, and he's a general manager of Sumo Group. If that name sounds familiar, we interviewed his boss, Noah Kagan of Sumo.com, a while back about Austin, Texas. David got tired of the New York winters, so he picked one of the places in the U.S. where the weather is perfect all year long. He's going to explain to us what a California burrito is and where to find the best ones. Then he's going to share where in San Diego that the first YouTube video was ever recorded. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash San Diego. Let's start the show. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Now, I avoid renting cars as much as possible when I travel, but sometimes you just need a car for a few hours. That's where Zipcar comes in. You can rent their cars by the hour or by the day, and both gas and insurance are included in one flat rate. Use our link to join at wetravelthere.com forward slash Zipcar Start out with $25 worth of credits in your bank. Hey, David. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, hey. What is up, Lee? How you doing, man? Everything's great. You know, it's a beautiful sunny day here in Nashville, and I'm sure it's always beautiful and sunny in San Diego. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Although we have had some rain recently. It's, uh, it's getting nice, so I think I might actually go outside again. Awesome. Yeah. Just for the people that are listening, if you're not very familiar with the weather in California, it almost never rains. <laughs> and San Diego is always beautiful. And what about 75 is kind of like the norm? Yeah, it's crazy. And it's funny because, you know, I grew up in New Hampshire and I was on the East Coast up until about six years ago. So I was used to these crazy temperature swings, right? Like really high, really low. Now that I've been in San Diego for six years, Anything below 72 degrees or above 77 degrees is like the worst thing in the world for me. I've just become <laughs> such a baby and I need like very specific weather. So, so that's where my life is nowadays. Well, right on. So actually, what brought you to San Diego? It was kind of a roundabout story, man. It was really, I was kind of sick of the East Coast. As simple as that sounds, it was a truth. So I was born and raised in New Hampshire. I went to school in upstate New York at Syracuse University. And then I lived in New York City for three years after graduation. And I just had lived in this triangle. If you look at it on a map, it actually is really like a triangle of, of cities. I had always heard about Southern California. San Diego specifically was like this mystic land <laughs> that I had a friend talk <laughs> about. And it is still to this day kind of like Fight Club. Like it's amazing. Everyone loves it here, but we try not to talk about it too much because we don't want it to become overpopulated. And what's funny is I visited the city in March of 2013, I believe. It was 55 degrees and raining and I still loved it. And my friend said... If you can enjoy San Diego in 55 degrees and raining, which happens like once a year, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> and then that October, I ended up just moving out here. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Let's see. So you've been here all these years now. Yep. And other than the 75-ish degree weather, what else keeps you there? There's so much here, man. It's really an interesting city. And part of the reason why it's interesting to me is I love being outside and I love experiencing a lot of different cultures and types of people and types of activities. What's very unique about Southern California is I can go about two hours, depending on traffic, up to LA. So I can go to a very major city. I can go inland about two hours. So I can go east about two hours. And then I can go south about two hours to Mexico. So I can go towards kind of the forest and, and the nicer uh, Joshua Tree type areas east. Then I could go up to the big areas of LA and then I could go down to 
parts of Mexico. So the diversity of, of those areas are just so interesting and so unique. That keeps me here. And also just the types of activities there are to do. So I love to surf so I can surf. I love doing yoga. I think it has per capita more yoga studios than anywhere in the world. <laughs> Jiu-jitsu is also biggest here outside of Brazil. I don't know why that is. Oh, wow. Maybe someone, one of your listeners can tell me why that is. But we have more Brazilian jiu-jitsu studios here than almost anywhere and more top-notch Brazilian jiu-jitsu studios here than almost anywhere. So there is a ton of world-class activities in a very, very short period or time frame. Right on. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So for, for the listeners that, that maybe they want to come out to San Diego, is there a certain time of the year that's better than others? I mean, obviously the, the weather's always 75-ish. Yes. But there's got to be certain times of the year that, that are better. Yeah. It's funny because like everyone, I think they just associate traveling with the summer to be like, that's when you visit a place. But you brought up a really good point in that San Diego is basically always nice, right? Like there are a couple months of the year, usually somewhere around May or June, where you have a little bit of gloominess. Sometimes in the winter, you have a couple weeks of rain. It's usually not too bad. But the mistake people make is they come here during the summer when it's basically the same weather it always is, but it's just exponentially more crowded. So the secret to visiting San Diego is come here during, let's say like your February vacation, your spring breaks, come here during the off season when the weather is basically the same, but the crowds are so much less. Oh, yeah. Especially like, uh, as we'll talk about a little bit later on, you have some really top notch, uh, attractions that are really popular, especially with families. And if you come here during the summertime, when everybody's out of school, you may be waiting around for a long time, to try to get on some of those rides or seeing some of the, the attractions and, and exhibits. Oh yeah, exactly. And one of those I'll tell you right now is the zoo. The zoo is phenomenal, right? It's arguably the world's best zoo. Fun story about the zoo, actually, it was the place of the first ever YouTube video. So the first ever YouTube video was recorded by one of the co-founders of YouTube, and it was right outside the elephant exhibit at the zoo. Really interesting fact. But the zoo, especially during the summer or during those heavy, heavy months, gets really, really crowded. And it is just so much better during the off season because it's such a spectacular zoo. And then you can race around to different parts of the zoo without having to wait in these long, long lines that usually affect it during the summer. I used to have a, a season pass for that because I look yeah. at it with my kids. I can get a season pass for Disneyland, which is basically the same all the time. And as a <laughs> yeah. parent, I, I'd rather get them like educated on on uh, on the world a little bit better. Yep. And so instead of buying Disney passes, we bought passes to the zoo. And the cool thing with those passes is that not only do you get admission to the zoo, but you also get admission to the the wild animal park. Yes. And the wild animal park is, I mean, as great as the zoo is, I like the wild animal park a little bit better. Yep. It's very true. And that's actually a really interesting fact you reminded me about San Diego too, that San Diego, I think has some of the most extreme biodiversity. And I think specific to birds, for example, like we have more bird species than almost anywhere in the world, which is just so random. But with the safari park, which is really, really cool, like you said, what's interesting is you have this outdoor area that's an extension of the zoo. It's up in this area of San Diego called Escondido. And they were basically able to just find this somewhat inland area and uh, make it very similar to like the African safari. So again, it's kind of bonkers, right? Like in the middle of San Diego, you have this area that's basically like the African safari and they have all these animals outdoors and just enjoying life. And it gives them more of a natural habitat and it gives people that visit more experience with what would be a natural habitat for elephants and rhinos and all that without having to go all the way to Africa. 
Yeah, absolutely. And what's really cool is if you take the tram, you actually go through those wild habitat areas and you can you can just see them doing whatever they do, like lounging, eating, uh, running around. And it's it's a great experience for for kids and adults, honestly. Totally. It's funny. I've been to the zoo, I think, gosh, five or six times, roughly once a year, because every time I have someone that visits, they want to go to the zoo. And weirdly, every time I go to the zoo, I somehow end up staying there longer than the last time. <laughs> I think the last time <laughs> I went to the zoo, I ended up staying there for about six hours, which is very easy to do because it is so massive. There's so much to see. There's so much to do. So many cool animals to watch. So definitely take a very significant portion of one's day if they go to the zoo. Sure. And I will say this, uh, although San Diego itself has wonderful temperatures year round, if you go to the wild animal park in the summer, oh my God. be ready to sweat. Like yeah. you said, it is kind of like the African <laughs> environment and yeah, it gets incredibly hot there. And so, like you said, better to visit like in the fall, the spring, something like that. That way you get the great temperatures in San Diego and it's not too overly hot over there at the, at the wild animal park. Exactly. Yeah. I guess if you want to just like lose a ton of weight and sweat it out, go to the zoo during the <laughs> summertime, <laughs> but otherwise try to avoid it and also bring sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. So when people are coming to San Diego, there is a local airport. Yep. It's kind of like a, like a smaller regional type of airport, but it does service a lot of areas. Uh, and I like actually flying out of there because sometimes you can actually save money. Yeah. Uh, my friends were flying. We lived in Orange County. Actually, I told them to drive down to San Diego for their flight to Hawaii versus going to LAX. They actually yep. saved 250 bucks a person uh, on their flights. So was, they saved $1,000 for their family. And Holy so crap. San Diego is like a perfect jumping off point. If you're coming from you know, elsewhere in the US, come down to San Diego, hang out for a few days, and then you can jump off if you want to go to Hawaii or someplace else and make it like a, a really awesome vacation that way. Totally. And a couple interesting things about San Diego Airport. One is... For a lot of your business travelers, and I know a lot of business travelers listen to your podcast, Lee, we unfortunately don't have Clear here. So just be prepared that Clear is not active yet in San Diego. However, we do have TSA PreCheck. The airport, like you said, is very small, very regional. It reminds me kind of like an Austin airport. So yeah. it's a single runway airport. I think it's actually the second busiest single runway airport in the world behind, I don't know, someplace in Dubai maybe or something. But it actually goes very quickly. And it's never, to me, been absurdly crowded. It's super accessible. It was recently renovated, so it's very, very pretty. And it's just a phenomenal airport. It's actually my favorite airport to fly in and out of because unlike LA, where you're just going through all this traffic, I can go from the airport to my home very quickly, at least when I lived closer to the airport in southern San Diego. There wasn't a ton of traffic, and it's very accessible getting into and out of and the airport is actually really close to the downtown area too. Yeah. So it's not like, uh, you know, some cities you travel to the airport's like, you know, 30, 40 miles away from the actual city part that you want to visit. And it's actually really close to downtown. So it's a great point. When people are, are flying into San Diego, do you recommend that they get a car or should they just use uh, public transportation, Uber? What should they do? Yeah. It's an interesting question because it depends really on when people, where people want to go. And the reason I say that is because this is surprising for a lot of people. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier before we started recording. But San Diego, the county, along with a lot of California counties in general, is just huge, right? So where I live now in northern San Diego County, this area called Oceanside, is from my area to downtown San Diego is about 45 minutes to an hour without traffic. And then with traffic, I mean hour, half, hour 45, whatever it is. That's just bonkers for people, right? To think that we technically are part of San Diego County 
and it's like 60, 70 miles from downtown proper. So there is a pretty strong distinction between South San Diego County and North San Diego County. So South San Diego County, you have like La Jolla, you have Pacific Beach, Ocean Beach, Point Loma, North Park, a lot of these kind of hip areas. And then North San Diego County, you have Encinitas, you have Del Mar, you have Solana Beach, you have Oceanside where I live. I would say if people want to stay around downtown, let's say, and they want to just go to like the occasional beach area in Pacific Beach or Ocean Beach, they'd be fine doing an Uber. I think if they really want to explore the city and the county of San Diego in a larger way and maybe even go up to LA, they could totally rent a car. And I would encourage that. What is interesting, and I will say this because I think it's worth mentioning and not a lot of people do this, even locals don't really know about this. We have this incredible train called the Surfliner train. And this train is actually part of a train line that goes all the way up to Seattle, I believe. But what happens is you can actually get it from downtown. And let's say you don't want to drive to LA. It's about a two and a half hour train ride from San Diego downtown up to LA if you want to visit. And it goes right along the coast. So it is stunning. It is beautiful. You go right along the coast of all these incredible beach towns. You go past some really nice areas in San Clemente, which is a world-class beach break for surfing. Uh, They have professional competitions there. You go past Oceanside, which is another great surfing spot. So the train is also accessible depending on where people want to go. But I would say if you want to really explore kind of the finesse of San Diego, definitely rent a car. All right. Yeah. So maybe it's one of those things that they don't need to rent a car for their entire vacation. Maybe they plan a few days where they're just kind of hanging out in the downtown area, exploring that. Uh, You got Petco Park that's right there in the middle of downtown. Plenty of museums. Like you said, the beaches are close by as well. If they're you know over 21, maybe they they hang out in the Gaslamp District. And then uh, after they kind of soaked up the, the downtown area... Then they can rent a car for a few days and kind of explore more of the outer areas. Uh, like you said, going up to LA, uh, you know, kind of halfway between like in your area or even going up to 15, going out towards like uh, Temecula and go do some wine tasting. Yeah. Temecula is a great area for wine too. So that's another option. There's a, a lot to do when you have access to a car. That's for sure. Sure. So uh, speaking of like Temecula and wine and, and I know <laughs> uh, San Diego is also like a really strong, uh, they have a really strong beer culture there. So let's talk about like some of the food and the drink of of San Diego. Yeah, it has become one of the bigger, let's say like microcraft places in the US. I think it's like kind of a running competition between Denver, Seattle, Seattle, uh, some of those cities as far as microbreweries, but both for microbreweries and actually for micro roasters with coffee, you have a place called Bird Rock for coffee, which has won micro roaster of the year multiple times and really, really good coffee in San Diego. But with the beer, you have a lot of good places and there are two main places for beer in San Diego. One is North Park where you have a lot of the small breweries. So you have a lot of the storefronts for these breweries or the the bars for these breweries. And you can jump between a lot of places. So that's like a very hipster type area. It's been voted the best neighborhood in San Diego. This is where I actually lived when I first moved to San Diego. It's a phenomenal area. And then if you want to actually go on brewery tours, Mira Mesa, Miramar, Some of those areas have a lot of the breweries. A lot of people might have heard of like Green Flash and a few others I just can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you always have like Arrogant Bastard from uh, from Stone Ales. That's right. That's a big one. Stone. Yeah. Everyone knows Stone. So Stone is based out of San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my wife and I actually, we worked a like a beer festival that was at Cal State San Marcos. And uh, it was just eye-opening, like how many breweries there are that were down there. And 
we got to, to sample some of them and yeah, they were really good. So <laughs> we can talk about beer all day, but I, I don't, unfortunately <laughs> I don't have a beer in my hand, so I, I don't want to talk about it if I can't drink it. So <laughs> let's, let's talk a little bit about the food. Uh, what are some of your favorite food places to, to be in San Diego? Oh man, God, there's so many, there's so many. Basically when you come to San Diego, just be ready to eat Mexican food like all day. And all the time, <laughs> which to me is, is heaven. Like that's, that's really, that's it. That's all you need. A lot of good hole in the wall food places. What I, I'll give a couple recommendations off the top of my head. Okay. So everyone knows about this place called Oscars in Pacific beach and they have a few other places nearby. So Oscars is uh, a very good seafood place. However, in Pacific beach, right across from Oscars, there's actually this place called La Perla that has some of the best California burritos I've ever had. And because everyone knows Oscars, it gets very crowded. Not many people know La Perla. And if you've never had a California burrito, it has French fries inside. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> it sounds so weird. It is so good. It is so good. So if you want to try a California burrito, La Perla in Pacific Beach is phenomenal. Really, really worth going to. If you're in the mood for like more, let's say like Italian and uh, pizza and all that stuff, which is still very good here, there's this area called Little Italy, which is near downtown. So within a 10 minute drive of where people fly in. And that's just phenomenal. And then if you want to try weirder pizza, and there's this thing called California pizza, which is like basically of New York City pizza, right? Which is like really good thin crust, like very good sauce, very good cheese. I think in California, they're like, listen, we can't compete with that. So we're just going to make our pizzas weird. We're just going to make them super, super weird. <laughs> There's this place called Pizza Port that has a few locations in Ocean Beach. Um, I think also in areas of, of North San Diego. And you have the weirdest types of pizza, the weirdest types of toppings that don't even sound like they'd be good together, but they're actually really good. So that's another interesting place to try. And just really walk around, find some Mexican places, even some holes in the walls that uh, look like they might be questionable <laughs> are often really, really tasty. Yeah. Well, I will say that Pizza Port is actually one of my favorite pizza places. Uh, every time we go down to San Diego, I always have, have to stop by Pizza Port. Their pizza is is really good, but they have a, a phenomenal beer selections. They always have their, their beers yes. that they make themselves. And then they have a bunch of uh, guest beers that, that pop on the menu. And the menu is always changing, which is really cool. So every time you go, it can be a yeah. different experience. But the garlic cheese buddies, I eat those and, and we polish that off before we <laughs> like take one slice out of the pizza. Because those are just, those are like my mouth just like waters even thinking about it right now. Oh, yeah. They're, they're so good. <laughs> but I think they have like six or seven locations. You said that kind of stretching from the downtown area all the way up to like the Oceanside area where you are. Yep. Everyone loves them here. So that's part of the reason why. And in general, I also recommend the beach areas for food. So you have Ocean Beach, which has some really good seafood places that are actually super reasonably priced. And then you also have Pacific Beach, which has some great happy hour specials. So we'll talk about that shortly. And it has places like La Perla or Oscars if you want to try something that's more famous uh, for tourism, let's say, along with some other places. So definitely check out the beach regions for some of the best food. When people are kind of planning their trip for San Diego, where should they think about staying? Should they stay in downtown? Should they stay kind of in outside? Should they focus on uh, something that's close to the beach? It really depends on the type of traveler a person is. So I know people that love downtown. They just like love downtown and they're like, listen, this is this is where I want to stay and like this is where I just want to be. Like I like the concept of like being near the water in, in like a cityscape and downtown works great for that. 
My personal preference and what I like is just being near the beach. So that's really part of the reason why I moved to San Diego and got away from the East Coast. I was like, listen, I need warm beaches. That's what, that's what it's about for me. So <laughs> as far as beaches go, Pacific Beach is probably the most accessible beach for most people. Reasonably priced, pretty nice area. Sometimes it gets a little crazy and a little young. So, so that can be difficult during the summer. And again, that's why we recommend the off seasons. So Pacific Beach can be really nice. Ocean Beach can be great. I will say one of the most underrated areas of San Diego, which is very close to downtown, is the Coronado Island, right? So there's this area of San Diego called Coronado, and you basically cross this bridge to get to Coronado. And people have actually seen this bridge. A lot of people have seen this bridge. And the reason why is because Anchorman was filmed here, right, and and based here, or at least a lot of Anchorman was filmed here. And there's this scene where Jack Black kicks will ferrell's dog <laughs> off, off a bridge <laughs> and that was actually the coronado bridge so people have seen that in movies and that is <laughs> how you get to this area of san diego <laughs> called coronado so coronado is amazing because you have this incredibly long beautiful beach that's just so big it never gets crowded whereas okay. pacific beach gets really crowded during the summer and and is almost like shoulder to shoulder at some points so coronado is probably my secret location that is also kind of not so secret, but kind of secret, uh, at least for people to go visit and enjoy the beach and even potentially stay there at the Hotel Del Coronado, which is an incredibly luxurious hotel. It is. And actually, I was reading about a year ago, they joined Hilton. So if you have Hilton points, oh, wow. you can actually redeem them for the Hotel Del Coronado now. Dang, that's cool. They're probably okay. going to take a lot of them. Probably going to take a lot of points, <laughs> but it's still an yep. option, which is nice. I always like using points instead of cash. So that's right. I talk about a couple things, and then we're gonna we're gonna let you go. So one thing that you mentioned before was like a really cool place to go hiking. Yes. Okay. So there are a ton of places to go hiking in San Diego. There is this area that. I don't want to call it a secret hike because, again, a lot of people know about it, kind of like Coronado, but I would say it is underrated. Similar to Coronado, it's underrated, right? So what it's called is this area is called the Rancho Penasquitos, and I believe it's called the Rancho Penasquitos Canyon Trail. I forget the exact name, but if you Google that, you'll probably find what it what it's actually called. Yeah, we'll have it in the show notes for everybody. Oh, okay, awesome. That might be exactly what it's called. We'll see. <laughs> but what it is, is like people think of hikes and they're like, oh my God, I have to walk on this freaking mountain. I have to climb up this thing. It's going to be really hot and sunny. There's going to be no shade. The reason why the Rancho Penasquitos Canyon Trail is really nice is because one, it's I think about a seven mile hike round trip. However, okay. it is flat the entire time, like literally the entire time it's flat. So it's kind of more like a nature walk. And then okay. it's also covered by a lot of trees and it's a very wide trail. So people bike on and all this other stuff. And at the end, you actually get to these really pretty waterfalls, these really, really pretty waterfalls. And because we've had a lot of rain this year, especially the waterfalls are just like running and they're just, they're glorious. So definitely check that out for hikes. There are also some more famous ones. So Potato Chip Rock is one that people know and talk about quite a bit. And I mean, there are just hundreds, 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 hundreds. And a great book that if people are really into hiking and they want to come here for hiking specifically, A Foot in a Field is a very famous San Diego hiking book. And I believe it's Orange County and also LA County uh, hiking related as well. So definitely check it out. Okay. Yeah. Well, like again, we'll have all that in the in the show notes for people who are driving or walking or doing whatever they're doing. <laughs> Maybe they're on a nature walk. Maybe they're listening yeah. to this while on a nature walk and they're like, oh, I want another nature walk. Well, there you go, listener. There's your nature walk. 
That'd be totally meta, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so the last thing I, I was going to ask about, which uh, is kind of like 180 degrees from from nature and from hiking and, and being healthy, is uh, a place called Donut Bards in downtown. Oh, yeah. Have you been there? So I actually have not been there yet because I don't want to have a heart attack. <laughs> I figure I'll just like wait for that part of my life when I, when I really want it. But Donut Bar, man, I've heard so much about it. What have you heard about it, Lee? Uh, well, I was staying at uh, one of the Kimptons uh, downtown, and we were looking for a quick and easy breakfast one morning for the kids and, and us, and we just stumbled upon it. And my God, the varieties and the concoctions that they come up with from all their donuts <laughs> is simply amazing. One of the most amazing ones is a French toast donut. Ooh. So it's basically like a donut that they kind of fashion it into like kind of a French toast, and then they, they cook it just like you would a French toast. Oh, my gosh. And has like butter and syrup on it. Oh my God. Like you said, you're going to get a heart, <laughs> a heart attack just kind of thinking about some of these things, oh, but yeah. I'm married. I got a little bit of the dad bod going on. So I'm good. Like you're, <laughs> you're, you're still young and single, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta worry about all those things. Um, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but yeah, if you're, if you have a sweet tooth, definitely check out donut bar head there early because uh, the lines do get kind of long. Yep. And you want to make sure you get some of the best selection and they have a, a wide variety. So definitely check that out. Okay. So now it's time for the final countdown. Uh, I got to get my mind back on things, but I'm kind of <laughs> thinking about those donuts right now. So, <laughs> so David, if somebody only had time for one meal in San Diego, where should they go and what should they eat? Only one meal, man. That's so sad. There's so many good <laughs> foods to try. I would honestly say, I'll give you two. Okay. They're both going to be Mexican. So here's the situation. If you only have time for one meal and you're in North County, San Diego versus South County, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you two recommendations depending on where you're staying. So North County, San Diego, the taco stand is one of the more famous taco shops in all of San Diego. It's in Encinitas. I think they actually have one or two more. I can't remember what the other ones are. Uh, really good tacos. Kind of like what you were saying with Donut Bar. gets very crowded, very long line. So get there earlier, get there after rush hour. And then let's say you're in South San Diego in the Pacific Beach region. I'm actually going to go back to La Perla because there are a lot of famous restaurants. There are a lot of like really well-known restaurants. But La Perla is just like really solid Mexican food. And again, that California burrito is just so good. So if you want to actually try something that's like, okay, this is like kind of like the San Diego vibe and isn't a huge tourist trap, I would say La Perla is a really good choice. Yeah. We lived there, not in San Diego, but we lived in Southern California for all my life. And we never tried that out. So next yeah. time we go back, we're going to have to check that out. For sure. So you've been in, in San Diego for several years now. What's one of your most memorable stories? Oh, man. So the uh, Los Penasquitos Kenya Trail honestly has been one of my more memorable ones. I've done that one so many times. And it's just beautiful getting to this hike at the end and seeing the waterfall. I would also say there's this really nice drive, this really nice scenic drive where you go up on Mount Soledad. And Mount Soledad kind of oversees a lot of La Jolla, which is where a lot of rich people live. And weird fact about La Jolla, there's this image and this picture that was taken of Mitt Romney after he lost the presidential election to Obama. What was that? 2008 or something like that. And uh -huh. he's like all disheveled and he's pumping gas, right? So he has like a beard going on. His hair is kind of a mess and he just, he looks like a kind of a beach bum. And part of the reason for that is because he was in La Jolla where he has a house uh, pumping gas in La Jolla, right? So it has like the kind of California vibe, but La Jolla also has a home. I think Bill Gates has a home here. 
a lot of very rich and famous people have homes in La Jolla because it okay. just overlooks a lot of this nice area. So you go up on Mount, Mount Soledad, you drive up and it takes you to the very top. And then there's this view of this area coming down where you're coming down into Pacific Beach or the La Jolla area. And you just see like tons of beautiful waves and tons of beautiful buildings. So you can actually see part of Mission Bay from that side. You can see as far as Coronado, which is pretty crazy. And then you can see like Pacific Beach and some of the hotels and the PB Pier, which is called Crystal Pier. So just doing that, it very, very simple has been one of my biggest memories. The things I look for are just like, I'd want to find things that are different and are interesting to see. And that has definitely stuck out to me. That sounds really beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really have that in Nashville now. You're like Everything's <laughs> flat. So getting up on the hills like that, that's one of the things we really miss is like being able to hike in those hills and and being yeah. able to have those type of views. I definitely yeah. miss that for sure. Let's think about some of the happy things. So where's the <laughs> happiest happy hour in in San Diego? Okay, so I was thinking about this and I'm actually gonna give you four, four happy okay. hours. And the reason why is because they're all like right next to each other. So okay. if someone just wants to go from one to one to one, it's like two minutes from each other. Nice, a little pub crawl. Exactly, little happy hour pub crawl. This is all on Pacific Beach. So you have this place called Duck Dive, which has these really delicious duck fat wings. Sounds weird, but very tasty. Dive wings and some other stuff. And for happy hour, all cocktails are $5. I think appetizers are half price. So very, very tasty. And then a few doors down, you have this place called The Grass Skirt. And this is a newish tiki bar in San Diego. And it is very well liked. It has quickly become very popular. And they have a very interesting happy hour that actually runs from, I think it's 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. So it's a late night one. Um, okay. But you have like all these really tasty things like pork belly, Korean short rib, all this stuff that's $5. Then you have right around the block, PB Ale House, which has a bunch of beers. So we were talking about beers earlier, a bunch of local beers. And it's $2 off all draft brews, I think from like 3 to 6 p.m. on Monday through Friday. And then the final one I'll give you is Water Bar. And I've been there a few times. This is a relatively new place that took over this old place. It's right on the Pacific Beach Boardwalk. So again, right around all these three other bars. You can see like beautiful sunsets there, beautiful beach. And you have discounted craft cocktails, I think seven bucks. You have beers at around five, wine that's around five, $1 oysters, really spacious interior. It's very, very pretty. Oh, really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. We have like all those different varieties right there because I know how it is with sometimes we're out with friends and some friend likes one thing and the other friend likes something else. And this way you can you <laughs> yep. can kind of bounce around and have a drink while your friend's enjoying their something they like. And then you can go to the next place and do, and do the same thing. So that's really cool. Exactly. And you could people watch and just see like a, a bunch of SoCalers uh, living their best lives at the bars. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. We're in the flip-flops. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, so wherever I travel, I always try to get uh, some of the local pizza. What's the, what's yeah. your favorite pizza place in, in San Diego? Okay, so this is actually another spot in Pacific Beach. What's interesting too is Pacific Beach to me can get like kind of crazy and kind of young, but they also are centrally located for a lot of food and a lot of stuff in, in the area. Uh, so there's this place called Mr. Moto, which is right actually around all these happy hour places. So maybe you're in between happy hours and you just need pizza or you're <laughs> done with your happy hours and you're like, dear God, I need something to soak up this alcohol. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Moto is really, really good. 
It is more like the New York style pizzas. Okay. I know you like pepperoni pizza, so they have really good pepperoni pizza there. So if you want more traditional stuff, I would say there. If you want something crazier, I think going back to Pizza Port, like we talked about, is something that I highly recommend you go there with a group of friends. Like you said, Lee, they have, I think, four or five locations across San Diego. Worth checking out if you want to try something a little more unique. Awesome. So, and just so everybody knows, uh, David is not sponsored by Pacific Beach, even though everything we talked about <laughs> is Pacific Beach. <laughs> That's right. I have so many different people on the podcast that are wonderful travelers, experts in their field. What are your, your favorite travel tips? I'll give you one to San Diego specifically. And I think this will also apply to other cities. So one is like, everyone knows TSA pre-check. If you don't have TSA pre-check, first of all, what are you doing? Just do it. Just buy it. It's incredible. Global entry, it's incredible. I travel, I think, usually once a month for work and personal, something like that. A little less this year, but it, it has been such a game changer to me. So for San Diego specifically, here's what I recommend uh, as far as accessibility to the airport. So one thing that people don't know about is a lot of times, like let's say you have a car here and you need to fly out, they'll take an Uber from like let's say their home area of La Jolla or Pacific Beach or whatever, $20, right? Or you drive down to the airport, you park at the airport, that's like $20 per night. So it's crazy. Yeah. What you can actually yeah, do, yeah. and I don't know if this will be as useful for people traveling, but I encourage people to think about this for their own city. I think that's where the inspiration comes in for what I'm about to mention. So I do this. What I do is there's this area in San Diego called uh, Bankers Hill, and it's right near the airport. And they don't have street sweeping on either side. So what I'll do is I'll drive down from where I live, park there. I leave my car there. Sometimes I leave it there for like two weeks when I go on longer trips. <laughs> no parking tickets, no street sweeping tickets. And it's about a five, six dollar Uber ride to the airport versus like $20 plus paid in longer Ubers or parking. So generally what I do, I encourage people to just find areas near the airport for them. So when I also go to LA, I know an area in LA that's relatively close to LAX airport that is a similar type environment with no street sweeping, just safe street parking. So take a look. If you're gonna fly to San Diego, make sure that you find areas around you uh, that you can just park your car and leave it there versus taking a long Uber from your home. Right on, that's a great tip to save some money. Yeah. Doing what I do, and I, th I think you do the, a little bit of the same, like using airline miles and hotel points, covering up your, your cost for your tickets for the totally. flights and your, ticket, and your cost for your hotel. But one of your expenses that you really can't get rid of is the, the parking or the Ubers to the airport. Being able to reduce that cost is a, a definitely a good, a good money saver. Definitely. So, all right, Dave, I really appreciate you being on the show and telling us all about San Diego and all the really cool things. I was a local in, in Southern California. <laughs> I got a bunch of new things I'm going to add to my list uh, to go check out next time I go back. You know, you and I, we've known each other for a while now, but yes, uh, can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do and how they can reach you? Oh, man. So I, I guess I just eat food and do stuff in San Diego. I think my job. But, <laughs> but besides yeah, that. You represent Pacific Beach. <laughs> yeah. Which is so crazy because <laughs> generally speaking, I actually don't even like Pacific Beach that much. I think I've grown out of it. But for food and drink, it's definitely fun. And for hanging out with friends, it's a pretty central place. But my job outside of all that is I am the general manager of Sumo Dojo, which is part of Sumo Group. So if people have heard of AppSumo or Sumo.com, I run specifically the King Sumo and SendFox products. And I've been doing that for, I think, a little over a year. And before that, I, I was in marketing for a few different companies, including Ramit Sethi, who we talked about before the call. But that's what I do now. For anybody that's on our email list, 
If you scroll all the way down to the bottom, you're going to see Sen Fox's name right there. Yeah, that's right. Lee is a convert. <laughs> we got him. We got him. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so if somebody wants to, to reach you, what's the best way to reach you? Is it email, social media? What's the best way? Yeah, a couple things. So one is if you just go to dmkthanks.org, that's my personal blog. Really, that's it. Just use tmkthinks.org and then you'll find email addresses for me. Social media is like whatever. I don't really care too much about that. So just read my blog, okay. check out stuff. Occasionally I post things or just email me. Tell me what you think of San Diego. That's really what I want to know. Nice. Tell me what you do in San Diego. Tell me what you want to know about San Diego and I got you. I got you covered. That sounds great. All right, David. Well, again, thanks for being on the show. It's been a pleasure and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Likewise. Thank you so much, Lee. And I hope everyone enjoys San Diego when they come and visit. When I lived in Orange County, we would visit San Diego on a regular basis. The weather was always cooler and the vibe more relaxed. I loved going to the zoo and the wild animal park with my kids. Then afterwards, we stopped for some cheesy beer buddies and craft brews of our pizza port on their way back to the hotel. October is Kids Free San Diego. Families should plan to visit then and have the choice of over 100 attractions that offer free or discounted admission. I want to thank David for sharing so much about his new hometown. And I look forward to seeing him and Noah at the next Sumo 50 charity bike ride in Austin, Texas. Send me a tweet at WeTravelThere to share your favorite thing about San Diego, California. All the links we talked about today can be found at WeTravelThere.com forward slash San Diego. And you can join in the conversation in the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook to ask us questions about any of your upcoming vacations. Join us next time as we visit Long Beach, California with my good friend Chris Browning of the Popcorn Finance Podcast. Chris shares all of his favorite breakfast spots in Long Beach, then we'll discuss whether or not the Green Mary is haunted. We hope you join us when we travel there. And if you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.